eighteen dollars will get you twenty one thousand five hundred twenty eight square feet in Thailand. You can go to Thailand right now. One hundred fifty three thousand eight hundred eighteen dollars will get you. Uh, woo, will get you a lot of house. This house is beautiful. You're listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast, where we discuss topics that deal with Black lives on a day to day basis. You know the things that you want to say, but you can't say. Well, that's what we're here for. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, the Strange Fruit Podcast Facebook page. Welcome to the Strange Fruit Podcast, broadcasting live from soon-to-be Costa Rica. I'm Adrian Neely. Nikki Brooks. I'm Bishop Green. <laughs> Getting the hell up out of here, man. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so anyway, man, y'all want to give us the stats? Oh, man, I'm just saying, bro, like, we can get... Let's see where I'm looking at right now. Essence of Europe, European flair in Costa Rica. It is, let me see how much this one is, man. This one is 297,000. I'm sure some of this is land, but it looks kind of dope. 24,757 square feet. A beautiful home with European flair. It looks like a, a compound. It's like several things. It's lots of land, lots of buildings on this land. There was one that looked pretty cool, but then looked like it had, had an outhouse back out back. I ain't quite ready to get that close to nature yet. Yeah, you might want to go visit first, man. <laughs> I go visit. I go visit. We staying. We staying. We got some friends that that are from the Yucatan. They took us to the Yucatan, and they were telling us uh, they took us to the beach out there, and, and they have a their family uh, has a beach house out there, and uh, they were telling us what you could get. I want to retire either in the Yucatan or Costa Rica. I don't think America is really, I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, I can't do it no more. I don't have, man, I don't we, have that energy. We're trying to make it great, man. <laughs> make it great. Uh, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, we ain't going to make it. Gonna make Shout it. out to all my protesters out there right now <laughs> holding it down. They, yeah, they Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oof, boy, that was a tough watch. I, I didn't watch it for a long time. I heard y'all. I heard people talking about it, and I, I saw people post about I, I, it. I still haven't I watched it. it. I still haven't watched it. I have watched, uh, however, the tussle before he walked, you know, over to the driver's side. So I did see have that seen, one. Have y'all seen the one where the, the, the white dude uh, in the grocery the store pulls him over? No, no, no. no. Cop pulls him over. Um, he tries to hit the police car with his car. He oh, does wow. hit the police car with his car. And then he gets out. Police car, the police officer gets out and and like goes over to him. And then the dude, it, it's so weird. The dude starts chasing the cop. Wow. And the cop is running from the dude. And well, like the this female cop. Out, it's like a no, no. It's a male. Wow. I, mean, I saw the one where. A female was running away from a female cop was running away from a white guy, but okay. No, this is the dude, the dude wow. hit the car, and then the, the video ends with the dude 
jumping in the police officer's car. Wow. And trying, I, I can't remember if he tried to run the cop over. The video, D.L. Hewley has a comparison of the two videos where the cop grabs the back of, uh, what's our man's name, Jacob? Yeah. Uh, uh, he pulls the back of his shirt and shoots him. He has the he has it, you know, playing right next to the, the video with the white guys on top and the video with the gentleman that was shot wow. in the back is on the bottom. And it just shows the parallel. Because, I mean, the cop, at some point, I believe, has the gun pulled on this dude. I saw this video a long time ago. But then when I saw the parallel, when I, you see them together, it's just all the more shocking. Because, I mean, the dude tries to hit the cop with the car, tries to hit the cop with his car, um, chases the cop. The cop pulls the gun. Dude starts chasing the cop. And the cop is running from the dude. The cop is not like, stop or I'll shoot, ever. Mm. Um, and then get the dude jumps in the cop's car and tries to hit. It's just, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing the level of professionalism and patience and ability and competency that comes out when um, handling criminals that are not or even suspected criminals and even mentally ill people and children right. who are non-black. Right. Or just regular black people. Just regular black people. They don't have to have to be mentally ill. Just black people who just got pulled over. Cause, no, I mean, the, the know, competency yeah. that comes out whenever they are handling non-black mentally ill people. Oh, yeah. They're right. You know, when they're, they're handling... They're almost like what you, you expect know, a police officer to be. Some of the <laughs> most, um, you know suspect outlandish and ridiculous situations that you know cops are apparently untrained to handle uh with non-black people they handle with the utmost uh level of just humanity it's not even sometimes professionalism the humanity that the humanity that comes out that skill and ability that i don't know if it's fight or flight that comes in that they have to save the people and have these think quicking this this uh quick thinking that pops in uh but it's such a stark contrast to the way they minister to the rest of the general public, yet uh, corral, uh, you know, uh, mm. black people, and I think it, you know it's at the point where it's exhausting to not that it's 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 seeing it's not exhausting. We know it happens. Hearing about it is not as exhausting as it is, folks' reactions to it. There you go. And, there you go. And, 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 yeah, and, and then again, maybe it is seeing it because we know about a lot of stuff that happened, but we would always see the after effect of a lot of it. You know, your cousin got jacked up and popped an eye. You see his eye. You know, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you know things that happened. You've seen a lot that happened, but I think it's uh, it's knowing other people see it and what they have to say because um. Yeah, I can't see, you know, it's it's controversial. It's very controversial. And I really want to know, you know, Bishop, I know you had some thoughts on that. I, I want to know what y'all really Well, uh, I mean, look, you took the words out of my mouth. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's the energy af in the aftermath of, of it all. Uh, it's It's dealing with the ignorance that just comes spewing out of some folks' mouths, and I'll just go on to say it, mostly white people that's just, that have no idea what a black person goes through on a day-to-day -day basis. Bottom line, they don't know. And they, they want to speak... That, well, no, 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 no. They, they, we, they know what we tell them, but they don't know from life experiences themselves. The closest that they can get to it, be honest with you, is if they end up marrying 
a a black person and having children, biracial children. That's the closest they can actually get to it because then they can actually see what their children is going through, which is kind of sad because they have to start telling them some of them same speeches that they weren't even told when they were a kid. And I know that for fact because I've been told from several that had no idea that we had to sit there and prep our kids on how to speak and act, you know, with, with police officers. Here's the deal. My issue with it all is when you just sit out there and you speak on things that you don't know about, that's what irritates the hell out of me. Okay. I can respect it if, if you've lived it, but don't get out here and start acting like you're writing 40 bars on a, on a mixtape and you don't know shit about what you're talking about. That's just where I'm at with it. And I'm getting sick and tired of people sitting over here uh, manifesting themselves as the great guru of knowledge when it comes to police brutality. They either speak ignorance or they just want you to shut up about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're just, yeah, we're just getting to a point where we're, where we're tired of having to, you know, say that it exists. They think we're speaking like we're talking about in an imaginary monster or the Loch Ness or Bigfoot. They, it's like a myth to them because they didn't live it. And that's fine. You don't have to live it, but just know that it exists. All we're asking is that they honest, understand that it exists and it's an issue that we need to address. Nikki, you pointed out on several podcasts ago that, you know, black people need to be included on these conversations when y'all talking about fixing stuff for us. How are you going to do that when you didn't include us? I mean, that's the biggest thing that would make this, you know, flow better. Uh, so, you know, uh, but I, I didn't really want to go too much uh, on that. I mean, because I'm going to be honest with you that this, uh, this shooting, this latest shooting in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin has been a total drain all day. And, you know, and, and, you know, we got black folks, you know, speaking from one side, then you got white people speaking from another side, you know, and I see both, honestly, I'm going to say something that ain't very popular right now, but most people aren't talking about, you know, where he goes into this car. My thing is you do not know what a person has in their car. And at that point, whether that man was going to pull that trigger or not, he didn't have to shoot him seven or eight times in the back. You know, that goes without saying really, but honestly, that was excessive. Um, But I mean, once you go to this, this car, and he already got his hand on the gun. I knew right then this is not gonna this is not gonna work out in his favor. It's not, it's not gonna work out in Jacob's favor. No, it's not. And he's got three sons in the back, right? So I'm thinking just about my children. Put myself in that situation. There's no way I'm gonna sit there and act a fool. With my kids in the back, man, because I'm just trying to get them home. Now, if I'm by myself, it might go down a different way. Because, you know, they ain't right there in harm's way. But yet and still, if you got children, man, you got to live for them at this point. You know, this is true. Aunt. Um, however, does this does this go into does this slip into the territory of. I guess what some people talk about is the respectability to some degree. This is slip into the territory of people who this man got six kids, people who get tired of having to act right. And people who get tired of having to teach their children 
things that are less than. Now, I, I, I'm not knocking because I teach my kids be smart. We, we teach our kids use wisdom and make it home, right? Um, right. But is it possible that, you know, it, he felt emasculated or he felt like, you know, what 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 is the do we know the story behind the stop? We don't. You know. I, well, I don't. My understanding Let me was speak that for myself. I don't know. Fight. My understanding was that he broke up a fight, and when he saw the cops, according to some accounts, he was actually re- relieved at first because he thought, "Oh, I can leave now. This is the cops' territory." Which, even um, if it was a fight between black people, maybe you should stay and turn on your camera, but. Um, that was my understanding. Now, as far as him moving still, uh, I mean, black people are asked to do a lot of stuff that, um, cause I know, I know white people will tell me stories about how they argue with police about something or did something. So we're asked to do a lot of stuff that people don't even expect to have to do themselves. And I think that's ridiculous, but at the same time, being black, um, it all goes back to, to my thing is, is our mindset about us and our and protecting our own and taking care of our own to me has to be first and we have to be a little bit different and unique and figure out what's right with us because i really just don't think anybody else at this point and this moment has our best interest at heart and i really don't think like and, and yeah we do need to be invited to the table when people are making decisions about us but i think yet and still we are we are um how many months in like march uh, since covid and in may with george floyd and and was it may and and so we're still sitting here kind of at the same point like i don't i I really as a matter of fact i think police officers got worse for a little period of time and some of that could have been media coverage like all of a sudden everybody's got a clip of a, a police officer acting badly um, but it seemed like they got worse, and then Trump is sending people, sending you know, uh, un unmarked, unbadged, ununiformed, whatevers to to cities. Like he sent to Portland to to start accosting people and supposedly to tamp down these you know peaceful protests. If anybody wants to say anything about it, and and um, I think uh, you guys have already kind of kind of uh, mentioned it, but. I think the the and I hate I'm tired of I'm tired of using phrases like cognitive dissonance and willful ignorance, but they always seem to apply because even when um, the pro the the George Floyd the first kind of round of protests were happening, and people were saying, hey, there are people that are here that are just agitating, and they're not and and most of the protesters are peaceful, and then you have these people, you know, they and and you have footage of these people because everybody's a journalist now in that they do have the means to record something and and out it to the public you know so they they show the guy breaking the windows into AutoZone, and at the same time we're seeing all these things at the same time that group identity europa was outed for being the ones that were pretending to be antifa and pretending to be black lives matter and posting stuff up in neighborhoods and going on twitter and tweeting black lives matter is coming for you and stuff like that that was a white supremacist group and at the same time, all these stories are coming out, like real stories from real news outlets. I'm still listening to the the, the former, you know, Facebook friends, racists on my timeline 
Like it's Antifa. It's Antifa. And every, you know, I've talked to people recently and they were like, yeah, Antifa is really out there. I'm like, no, Antifa is not really out there. And, and, and it is these, these boogaloo boys, these groups of people who want to see not, they're not only racist, but then they don't care if they don't really like cops either. And so they want to see everything burn. And as a matter of fact, two boogaloos killed a cop. I think it was in San Francisco and it got coverage. It got plenty of coverage, but if you only stay in your Fox, there um, you go. Hole, there and, you go. And nobody's believable anymore except President Trump. Oh my and, God. And Fox News, then everybody that's other is coming to get you. So it's, have it's like, have y'all heard of Snopes? Y'all heard of Snopes? Yeah, yeah. You can easily go on there and fact check something. There's so yeah, many. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Snopes, uh, uh, Associated Press. I was told that those are, uh, you know, left leaning. Um, Associated Press has been around for years. It's, it's a man, bunch listen. of different outlets. That's the thing. I, it's, it's I thought I was doing good by not pulling yeah. something from CNN, you know, because, you know, I'm speaking to a Trumpster and I knew it, you know, but he's coming at me, you know, you know and because he's a, he's a classmate, you know, I actually talk to him, you know, because I, I know him. You know, I know how he is. He okay. But, you know, he got some different ideas, different views. So I'm trying to respect it, you know, and not and not, you know, just dismiss him totally right off the bat. But here I go and throw him some fact checks. And here he come jumping in talking about Snopes and Associated Press. You know, those are left leaning uh, sites. And I'm just like, you know, dude, you know, it doesn't matter when someone wants to remain aloof on something. You damn sure bet. They're going to stay aloof on it. Nobody can put it in their face. Like an alternative source that would make sense to them. I've taken sources that they say they pay attention to and then made sure that I pulled my proof from those sources. And they'd be like, oh, well, they used to be all right. I'm like, no, no, they, they, they're still all right. Wow. You are completely brainwashed. So basically, it's, it's like Trump is like, rather than comparing Trump to like Hitler, I, I kind of look at him more as like Jim Jones or, or David Koresh. Like I've Andrew never Jackson, seen, definitely never seen anything like this. He I mean, is a mix of Andrew Jackson and Woodrow Wilson for me. Um, when I study the president, that's who he reminds me of. If you can mix those two, that's who Trump is to me. That's exactly who um, he is. If we want to get back to... And y'all can come right back to this. I just, you know. Oh no, no, no. Go the, ahead. The the Jacob Blake video. Um, you know, there are a couple of things that stand out to me about it that um that bother me a little bit. Number one, um, this man is clearly there's some level of frustration. Now, we don't know that you know, people can have all kinds of things like ADD, they can just have high anxiety, they can have anger management issues, none of those things are criminal things. And we all have different reactions to stress and pressure and frustration. And that's right. So, uh, you know, my thing is that we have this exceptional code of conduct for black people when in stress and when they are in stress and they, uh, I think when we, abide by this code of conduct we reinforce the idea that we be super strong superhuman animals Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know even the whole strong black woman thing it is really that you know she can handle a whole lot of stuff that other people wouldn't yet still be a certain way 
uh, and vice versa for strong black men. It's like there's this romanticization or something of us being strong, but also reinforcing that we're not just animalistic, but also like on some on some levels, there's almost like we're almost godlike too to some people. That's why they come to us for mammying and forgiveness and caretaking, you know. Um, but one thing in that video the way that the officers grab his shirt and then shoot. I saw that. Um, that's anger. Yeah, that's that's not that's not disarming. That's not, I'm going to you're dangerous. That's not, I'm afraid. That's none of that. That is there's no apprehension of him. It's literally I'm going to wrangle you and shoot you point blank overkill overkill yeah 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 in front of women and children aiming the gun not even thinking about anyone else that's out there in the situation i believe the officers um their behavior was just as erratic as his. He's not the professional, though. That exactly, are. exactly, exactly. And I think you know, at this point, if we're not going to change anything, let's just go ahead and bite the bullet. This is who we are. Twenty twenty, the year of vision. We see ourselves for who we are. Let's go ahead and alter this citizen code of conduct for police mm. interaction, mm. because clearly. Clearly, there's an unspoken one. We don't know oh, yeah. what it is. Uh, yeah, we do. We do. It's police us, control us, protect, protect, hey, protect and serve others. That's true, but but you know, Bishop, I was reading about Sandra Bland last night, um, and you know, thinking about how. Uh, some impacts at right, you know, right after her uh, death and I was stopped by police in front of my home, uh, leaving my house, basically literally five houses down. They sat there and stopped me and how um, I checked my attitude when officers started to curse at me. I didn't have an attitude. I was just like, no, I didn't run a stop sign. I, you're sitting right here. You know, I ain't running no stop sign when you've been sitting here. You know, I'm 10 and 2. Right. But right. I'm like, you know, and, and when he started cursing at me, the thing that popped into my head was Sandra Bland. Because mm. the problem with watching her video that was so alarming to me as a black woman is that I've had that same level of exasperation in Texas heat being pulled over before. Oh, like, definitely. to me, it was like, okay, so we can't even, we can't even say we tired and hot no more. We can't, we got to smile and wave. Like the, the bar keeps getting moved with what my behavior is supposed to be. And it sounds like you just have the opportunity to randomly say you triggered. So my thing is that where is this? Why don't we go ahead and alter this code of conduct about what we can and cannot do specifically if we are not going to because because if we try, if we keep trying to hold citizens accountable for undocumented thing triggers to officer behavior. Well, look, I just want to add a side note that um, for all the listeners out there, you're not from Texas. Texas, he can make a non-cuss. And that's all I got to say about that. So if it's really hot, temperatures can flare up really, really quick. And, you know, look, man, we all have our we all have our stress uh, and um, 
and our breaking points, uh, you know, and I think that's the most important key to this whole thing. But see, the thing is, these police officers, they're not social workers. And when they tell you that, please believe them because they're not. They are not social workers. They do not understand mental disorders or anything. And they certainly uh, don't come across that way to black and brown people. I don't care what you say. You show me where on average that that's that they give us the same courtesy as they do others um, with that. Then, you know, um, shoot, man, I buy your meal. But I can tell you right now that a lot of times when it comes to us, they they see us as non-equal. They don't say it, but their actions say it. The tolerance level is not there for us. They won't give us that same level of tolerance. Now, I'm not saying we should act a fool any more than anyone else. But when we seem to do that, oh, it, it's quick. Let's let's go on and end this. You know, now, Adrian, you were speaking about this man jumping in the car and all that. And I mentioned the grocery store. And what I was speaking about was, the, I don't know if you guys saw it. It was pretty viral. It, it went all over Facebook as far as I was. I could see it was on my on my feet all day about last weekend. And this guy was in the grocery store tackling this this other white man. And I mean, it took he that man bodied that uh, that officer. I felt so bad for Barney Fife because, I mean, he was slanging him like a dish rag all over there. I mean, he was mopping the floor with this man and it took other people in the store, just, you know, customers to help him get this man under control. But when I tell you that man reached for his weapon and grabbed his gun and still lived. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, they show us and it's not the same cop. I, you know, I, I've, I've been going back and forth about this all day. And a lot of people, well, that's, these are not fair comparisons because these are different cops. I understand they're different cops. How many bad one- does it take before you just think, mm, you know, cause you don't put, um, the, the the phrase isn't one bad apple, you know, but the rest of them might still be tasty. The phrase is 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 one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. So how many how many bad apples do we have to like go through and and say oh well that's just we don't know this how, why are we always equivocating for the cops you, you know why or not we because I think we all don't but like like why is it always like well what what did he do you don't. Like when you you talking about that dude in the grocery store, Bishop, and, and 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 like somehow the cop manages to not kill these other dudes. And you know what? There's a class. The most pop, one of the most popular classes for police officers is a class taught by this dude named David Grossman called Killology. Mm. And you guys can look it up. It's really, and when you look it up, you'll be slightly disgusted and probably upset, but. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be it'll be no different from the rest of 2020. So I was gonna say that's oh wow. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the general mood of 2020. 171,968 dollars in Ghana for 6,996 square feet of home and some land. So four bedrooms, five baths. Nice. Four bedrooms, five baths. This can happen. So I mean, it's just, it's just um so. I'm just kind of like, 
when, when, when people always are like, well, well, they're not trained to do this and that. No, well, you know, but they, if, if you constantly see on the other end of that, they manage not to kill someone else. Then at some point, it's like, well, well, why can't they just manage not to kill black people? When, like, like we addressed earlier, when they, when that gentleman went inside that car, that cop pulled him out, not out of like I'm protecting my fellow officers or protecting anyone. Because when I saw the video too, his girlfriend is coming out on the other side or his significant other, and she's like, "What did you do that?" You know, she's when the cop does it. But when you see the cop, that's not a like I'm trying to protect anybody. That is anger. That's frustration because this black dude will not. This black dude is doing something he doesn't want him to do. Mind. Wow. Basically. And then wow. so and then okay, so after you shoot him once, that's not enough. So you shoot him. Come on now. He janked him up like somebody janking up a child or whoop him. Yeah. Man. He just he like act, he janked he his acted, shirt up like he acted like that man was iron deficient. And he just started and he's gonna give him all of it at the same time. I'm like, trying to tell you. And, and 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 when you watch it, it is not like I'm doing my job. It is I'm so mad that you won't do what I say. And then, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And he let his frustration out, man. That's definitely what it was. Seen one from Louisiana. I haven't seen the one from Louisiana yet, so mm. I don't. And and I well, don't, don't. You know, I don't get off on watching all that stuff. So it, it may be a while before I see it, but eventually it'll. Pass my way, and I'll be like, "Well, now I'm actually tempted." So let me see what went down. Well, I know we can sit here and we can beat this uh, horse to death some more, but I think Nikki has some uh, some more upbeat energy uh, to give us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nikki is, I guess, the um, the Meg uh, expert here, Meg the Stallion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm totally ignorant to it. I, so I would point, say one thing, but I be I have to think about it. Like, wait a minute, okay, <laughs> that you can't say that because this <laughs> you can't you can't say that. But yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So so, so Nikki, you you got this. some more you got some more Meg the Stallion um information for Man, us. And Waka Flocka is out here. You know, Meg the oh. Stallion clown Waka Flocka because all right. So basically, the other day. Um, Megan the Stallion, you know, she was shot in the face. Adrian, go Tori, get your drink. Go get your Tori drink, Adrian. Is, who is, um, I'll get it later. I'll get he, it later. You know, I'm sure we'll have something else. You know, he's actually, uh, you know, Canadian. And um, when the shooting happened, we saw that footage where they were like, it was the cops pulled them over. And Megan talks about, she gets on her Instagram and she talked about the entire thing. Now, before she talked about this, um, you know, apparently it was basically like she didn't um press charges or something, I guess. They were Tori the and the other passengers in the vehicle were arrested that night. She was hospitalized. Um, a neighbor or someone called the cops. So she gets on Instagram and does a live recently about it. And basically she says that they were arguing, he was sitting behind her. It was her, his bodyguard, him and her friend. And or his security, mm. and um, she was in the front, he's in the back seat. She said that he literally, uh, she gets out the car, he shot her in the foot for no reason. They got stopped by the cops, and she was afraid to tell the cops that there's a gun in the car because 
she uh you know it's black folks um and she's mm. like if i tell a cop there's a gun in the car that's not gonna be good for any of us um when she got to the hospital she says the white female cop at the hospital was talking to her crazy um and she basically decided that you know they did arrest those three but she basically the reason he's not in jail is because she didn't um she didn't tell on him and press it further. She not she didn't say she didn't tell on him. She said she's not in jail because she did he's not in jail because she didn't want to take it further. And basically, um, but people are out here blaming her and now she regrets that she didn't do it. Because his publicists and everybody, they, you know, uh put on the internet. I and it's not verbatim. I am, you know, summarizing this, they put on the internet that she may have jumped on him or that she caused him and all these other things. And then people on her page calling her a snitch, saying all sorts of things. And his his camp is quiet. And she's basically saying, this man shot me for no reason. And people are making it my fault. And I wish I would have. I regret. He's, he's free right now because of what I didn't do. And I regret it. She put that wow. out there. And then um, I think the blogosphere and social media, Twitter lit up with all sorts of things. And, it, you know, you have, <laughs> you know, people that were saying, well, you're a snitch and you want to live by the street, you die by the street, which just they've been discussing what a snitch is. Then there were people that said, well, no, you know, if he shot her, you must have did something. And um, then there are, you know, uh, feminists that are essentially saying, Black women are the most unprotected group in America, and this proves it again. So, um, you know, things just uh, and then it sparks some additional side things. You have, you know, as far as colorism and black women, women, uh, people feeling like they should be protected, and uh, also I've seen all sorts of debates about it. And ultimately, um, oh, also another rapper, his name is let me get that name right. Oh my god. Another rapper today named um his Charles Mo. Cash Talk. Oh, okay. Academics Atlanta rapper Cash Talk once spoke of Megan the Stallion and what he said was Megan six feet, Tory five two. We don't know what the hell happened in that car. Y'all know females be tripping and ish. All these cap ass rappers picking side like little beat bitches and whatever. Bees oh. and whatever. I just said the word. <laughs> and then oh. Waka Flocka under his comment said 100, 100. And 1,700 mm. people liked Waka's comment. I don't know how many at this time. Megan Thee Stallion said he didn't make it past ninth grade. I expect nothing less coming out of his mouth. Oh. And um, <laughs> Nikki, you got the dirt, man. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so that was Waka Flocka said that. And then, uh, a couple other people, J.R. Smith wrote of the weekend. Oh. He said, uh, he wrote this message to everyone still supporting Tory. He wrote, This clown shoots a female, and y'all listening to his music like it's okay. TF. At Tory Lanez, you a straight clown, and tell whoever to hit my line, it's whatever. And, and, uh, and he means that. Yeah, Michael Adrian, go get your boy, man. Michael mm, Jordan, uh, Meg, no, he... I admire your courage. Applaud you for speaking up. We must support black women, protect black women, uh, believe them. Larry Johnson, the NFL, NFL player, said, ladies, if you date a man who coined the term demon time and you get shot by him during demon hours, 
be accountable for your stupidity. Hashtag Tory Lanez. Tory liked the message when he when he wrote that. Tory liked. Oh it. wow! Now, you know what the, yeah, Nick, go ahead. Uh, what was I gonna say? There was there was a. Let's no, there was a celebrity that, that said that. Larry yeah. Johnson, who said the thing before Larry Johnson? That, oh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Twitter was on his ass? Like, they were, you need to date a, a black woman first. No, they were, they were, they, that was a whole sub. Man. <laughs> sub man. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, and, and, and you know, there were some smart people like his mom's still black, his sister's still black. Like, you know, like he got black family. I, I think Michael B. Jordan at one time, I need to validate these facts and it'll just take a moment. But I believe Michael B. Jordan was one of those people that tore his tail with black women, not because he's dating a white woman, but because he spoke out the side of his neck about, about black, black women in reference to a white woman, very much like Tyrese did. Black women love Tyrese. Tyrese married his wife, wasn't nothing wrong. Women, we know by the time we 10 or 11, we know in elementary school the same people that like us and chase us around the um the the recess and, and give us their candy and all of that stuff. When we get to junior high, the rules start changing about what's acceptable. And there is an unspoken scale that it's it's almost like you could do a little rubric. It has to do with hair texture, eye color, skin tone. And size. Those are the four things about and what lotion. makes you pretty and lotion. And what yeah. And yeah. there you go. And lotion. And what people start to like when they get into <laughs> middle school. By the time a, a, a black child in America gets a little to middle school, a black girl, she ain't been more worried about people preferring or liking uh white or Hispanic girls. Because by that time, you are already it's already the hierarchy is already starting mm. to be implemented and if when you get to high school ages there's nothing you can do about it you there's nothing you can do about what what people prefer no one cares about that what we care about is when black men who happen to be the only folks on record ever open up their mouths to speak against black women as a whole it is always black men with this see that's why I don't date date y'all now because y'all what why why you have to do that if you like what you like love who you love but do not corporately and collectively deem us as unworthy because of whatever you have experienced by a handful or by a few that is not okay that is unfair that falls right into those Mm -hmm. same tropes that we all have to face and you know i i know several, you know, people of other cultures who prefer a different culture. I know white and Asian men who prefer black women. They have never, you don't hear um, white men who prefer black women saying, that's why I don't date white women, because see, they hair. They hair don't make my, you know. (laughs) You don't hear that. Their attitude, you know, they're this, they're that, and and so um, I believe Michael B. Jordan was one of those offenders at one point in time. And black women, we got a long memory because we can't. Man, I don't, I don't remember that. I just know they came so. left field on them so they, quick. They were in there like. It's not left field. It ain't left field when he's a repeat offender. Like, it's like saying it. That's like with Tyrese. Tyrese used to be beautiful and gorgeous. The, the day that Tyrese became ashy, never to return, is when Tyrese spoke out the side of his neck on black women. <laughs> Black women who supported his mm-hmm. whole career, 
black women who held up every decision he had, black women who he made a he made a persona off of building up and then turned around and said, see, that's what's wrong with y'all. And black women said, canceled, we won't forget. And we don't have an obligation to forget. It's too many people that it's too many people that tear us down and too many people that hold us up. For us to be out here giving third, fourth, fifth, sixth, second, chance, seventh chances to people, if you have a challenge and need to be coached into, uh, you know, supporting black women, so, real. so let me let me get this straight. If the man mess up, okay, he's a repeat offender, and he does offer some positivity. It, years later, he can't be right on that. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. No redemption, no redemption. But you know what? Why do we do that to each other? Should we re should we redeem racism? I'm, I'm not. not not right now. I mean, do you do y'all give racist redemption that come back and that say, "Oh my God, five years ago I didn't know I was so narrow and close minded and microaggressive." Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't I'm redeem so them. Sorry, I don't redeem Please them, Nikki. Me. So Let me tell you the, the difference. Let me tell you the difference. The, the difference, difference is you don't have to redeem them. You can't save nobody no way because you ain't got the power to do it. As far as I'm concerned. So you can't but, redeem them. But what but I'm saying is, is if they do something right, you can't at least just acknowledge that. It doesn't hurt or build no, them up. It's just, you know, it's you know, I'm, I'm up the mind now. I'm on the, I'm on the hit to hell with re redemption for a lot of folks right now. Like, like there's a couple of races that we'd be 10 years down the road, but I'm gonna remember our George Floyd moment. I'm gonna have an on-site moment. Like I'm just, I'm being real. Like I just, like we will, I'm, I'm, I have already have a, as a Christian, I already have a forgiveness problem. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I really do. I'm, I'm willing to admit that I am not, a, I, I am not a forgiver. But, uh, but Adrian, that's okay. And no one, look, I'm not one of those people that tells Christians, you just gotta forgive, just straight up. You just gotta go yeah, and forgive. No, no, no. This thing is a process. It's a process, man. It's a process. I feel like for 400 years we ain't made a whole lot of progress. Well, like, like I, I'm kind of like that. So, but you know, that. what I feel like about black folks is we, and I'm not, I'm, you know, definitely not taking the blame off of Tyrese and off of Michael B. Jordan right now. But we do that to each other because I, there was a period where I was like, how many n words ain't shit posted? Yeah, like is yeah. like please, please yeah. pick a good man. Like they're out there. Yeah, please. Please find this good one. Like, because I believe everybody subjects them. I do believe when it comes to relationships or picking people, there's a there's an amount of accountability. Uh, like not when not when somebody shoots you in the foot. I think people shouldn't shoot people in the foot. That's the best time where I'm like, why are you calling her a snitch? Because technically Kev on stage had a pretty good point. He was like, a snitch is a criminal who rats out another criminal for criminal activity. Like Nikki, I mean, I, mean, uh, I get them all mixed up now. Uh, Megan the Stallion. Is a victim. She got That's shot right. in the foot. That's right. Like if somebody shoots me, I'm telling on everybody. Everybody, <laughs> everybody gets yeah, me too. Though. Everybody in the car. I'm gonna tell on the car itself. I'm gonna tell on <laughs> everybody who was a party to me getting shot. You cannot, you cannot blame it. like black people did to to Megan The Stallion with white people. With, with racist white people, I'm scared to say just white people because you know here come the racists. They the first ones knows. Oh, all white people see. So I don't want to start that. I don't start that Man, he had that son. I, so, <laughs> I am so over. I'm so over that discussion, and we and we about to have it in a few minutes. I'm so over that. <laughs> but I'm, I, I mean, it's just like, like, but back to the accountability thing. 
sometimes it's like we're all married. So before we got married, we all evaluated that person that we decided to get married with just to see if our crazy jibed with their crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's crazy. So we we had to say, but, but my level of crazy, I, I looked at Michelle and, and she looked at me and she, we said, our crazies can work together. I mm. won't stab you and you won't stab me. And that that's love. So I just don't understand <laughs> how I don't, you know, sometimes I just wonder how are all these black people <laughs> meeting all the wrong black people for them? Like how men and women, oh, it's just so frustrating. When I I had a friend. Who, well, I, I don't even know if it's a black thing, Adrian. I think that's that, you, you know. <clears throat> excuse me, clear my mic, misogyny. Um, <laughs> because I think what men don't understand, one of the things that 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 this is goes across color lines, you know. Okay, let's just t- think about. But we're the only way to broadcast it. Like dudes, black dudes are the only ones that. That's why I don't date black women. And black women are the only ones that I've seen. Now, I, I'm and I'm trying to expand my my reach so I can see if 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 white women are like white men ain't shit. You know, no, I think black women we're at the bottom of the. I want to see if if black if white dudes are doing that to white women like ooh. That's why I don't date you, white women. I, you know, I've never I, seen I think that, do that. Yeah, I, I think that to some degree, <laughs> black women it's a, it's a it's a double-edged sword because on one hand we're on the bottom of the dating pool totem pole and as a woman this idea that a woman can really marry who she want date who she want um to some degree you can but also men really have more of the ability to choose and go in and out like you know color boundaries and stuff i'm trying Mm. not to get too granular but i have to get real fundamental with this and very basic okay um you know, a man is to some degree is the one that is going to uh, choose who he wants yeah, to be with. Be now, um, as bad as I may want a particular man, if he don't want me, there is nothing that I can do about it. If he's not going to bring me home or anything like that, it's not going to work. A man, on the other hand, has some things that work in his favor for who he wants. Black men, if they decide that they just want to date a white woman, they can find one today. All they got to do is be able to provide. All they got to do is talk the same game that they would talk to anybody else or even be halfway sincere, whatever it is, and they can cross <laughs> over. Black women have a harder time crossing over. Why? Because white men and other races of men do, if they don't, if they ain't crossing, they ain't crossing. Yeah, they they over sexualize so, black women. So we don't yeah, have do. that same ability to just, um, you know, to just flip over in that manner and cross boundaries when it comes. So, so a lot of, and, and a lot of our life is spent with uphold our people and uphold, uphold black men. And so we commit to that. And then we feel like that part of the bargain hasn't been uphill, upheld by black men. Now, going back to this idea about, and we can unpack that if y'all want to or move past it and going back to this idea about, um, where really it's misogyny that really kind of impacts people choosing erroneously. And the reason I say that it's misogyny, because historically speaking, the gender that has cut up the most, that has misled the most from the data is men, historically. Men are the ones that typically lack the sexual integrity to be monogamous. Men are the ones who literally 
lie through their teeth to get whatever they want and they need. Men are the ones who change their mind and move around and abandon families and things like that. And that is across color lines. And what we do is we want women to think like men as opposed to telling men to have sexual integrity and stuff. I'm a woman. I'm not supposed to think like a man. A man is supposed to be a man and think like one so I can be free to be the woman that I was called to be. And across these across color lines you have you, you also have people who put this weight on women to say well you need to choose better well wait you want me to be not be mean and rude and open to a man's advances but then you also want me to discern whether or not the man for real or not then you want me to check my emotions and not let myself fall for the man when he's doing and saying all the right things and then you want me to get rid of the man if he's not doing all, that what what is he doing is he honest is he making a decision? Is he moving around? You can't want me to, you can't want women to have the entire game sewn up and a man ain't got to do nothing. We got to think about who's the bad man, who's the good man. Uh, is he for real? Is he not for real? If he is for real, then I need to open up and be open and don't make it hard from, for him. That that's too much work. You know, men, you know, and we don't Nikki, make men work. But there there uh, are women. Women women have choices. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and just say they don't have any choices. I mean they do. I I I've known plenty I of we don't I, have I, I was gonna say because I know plenty of black women that do and they, they tend to go for a certain type. And, and have women have a power dynamic too. I don't yeah, think yeah, they do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean I mean, if, if she if she wants, look, Nikki, Nikki, if she want if she wants that thug passion, okay, and that's all she's attracted to is that bad boy, then I yeah, mean, that's, that ain't nothing, ain't nothing I can do about it. I'm choir boy off a of five bar piece. What am I gonna do? That's true. And I've that's heard true. that too. But that go there are there are more men in my uh, I won't even say opinion, but maybe say we can discuss. We cut it up. Say there, <laughs> there are more. There are more men who are married and settled. They may have settled for a woman that was not ideal or who they really wanted, but they aren't without one if they don't want it. Then there are women who who have settled and or who are without one because they... You have more women who are without a man because of the quote-unquote can't get one or can't mm -hmm. find one then you do have men who are without a woman because they can't find one mm -hmm. now you because because men gonna find some walk <laughs> well which is why i can't they understand find why i can't understand they're gonna find a wap and they may settle for a wap and i think there are more men who think i think we talked about this before you it's what your wife said bishop they're men that are on the scale who believe <laughs> You're you're like a good four point three, and you think you should have a, a nine. <laughs> Not the four point three. The nine, you, and you want, and the four point threes, the 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 two point oh to five point sixes that you qualify for. You don't want them. You keep friends on them. They ain't good enough for Man. you. But they really right around you, and then you get in resentment because that nine. Is looking for I'm like Adrian, Nikki. Why the two good people can't meet? Why the two good people can't meet? You know, it's like you got good black women, good black men, and they just they don't meet. And it's like, why? I also think I also think that's a whole nother ball game right there. This idea of good. You got a whole well, lot of people who be like, 
I'm a good man. <laughs> And it'd be like, by whose standards? Okay, but I'm a good woman. By whose standards are you By the standards of, I'm going to answer that. By the standards of, your high damn crazy matches my high damn crazy. I mean, shit. Ain't nobody perfect. I believe that crazy scale is 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 real. I believe that's Yeah, I mean, for real. That's what I mean by the level of good. Ain't nobody perfect. <laughs> I heard Thailand Thailand is also black friendly. You can live like a king for a thousand dollars a month. Ooh, I don't know if I can go, go to Thailand. They go. <laughs> I don't know what they speak. Well, what I just need to know what the food is like. That's Thai all. food is incredible. I can eat Thai food every day. I just man. need to know that the, the, the original Thai food is not like like you gonna you have know, a fish head at some point, but it's probably delicious too. Thai I don't know why y'all keep ignoring what I told y'all. It don't matter about all the numbers. It matters what kind of mammals they got over there. Kinda. They got some big ass. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, if they got like anacondas in their water, I can't. Do I mean, it. they could have flying squirrel monkeys. You don't know. Okay, if you have flying squirrel monkeys, you have big problems. But still. I am. Uh-huh. I am. I'm serious about this expatriate thing, y'all. I'm serious. We about to. We about to see what's up with this world. We've been sitting here. Everybody got us beating a whole bunch of stuff, and we act, and we got <laughs> around. Well, like, I'm gonna tell you what. Y'all gonna have to wait till this COVID nineteen in, because they ain't letting none of these Americans go nowhere. We can't go nowhere. Yeah, Everybody just saying into their country. They looking at they us. Say, like, y'all have been yeah. Trumpized, and you can't go nowhere. Y'all just stay I right just where you at. All of us, though, I will wear a mask in Thailand. Just let me go shopping. Let me go house shopping. I will wear a mask in Thailand. We not all. Hey, y'all, let's come on, y'all. Let's let's go back to that thing that Bishop was saying. Now, how many of your <laughs> single male friends mm. are not surrounded by females? Are they not. just don't want the ones that they have access to. Mm. Are you, you now and vice versa, where <laughs> a lot of single women, our single female friends, are not seeing men, are not finding them, are going like, man, what a men that where I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to go. You know, like I, I think there are more single males who are um who have a pool around them that they feel mm. ain't can't they can't select from for some reason? Hey, so so may I ask a, a misogynistic question? Do um do sir, do sir, please. Do 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 women do that? Because mm-hmm. I mean I've seen I mean, you know, like is there a woman and you know it's like, hey, you know, you know, girl, you just need to that that's good man over there and, and he has a decent job and and she's like, Well, I need a, like an Idris Elba, but no, you, you need like maybe a dude with the same shoe size as Idris Elba can, you know, they got the same waist, but you can't. Now, I, I y'all think aren't, women, y'all aren't no our list is, <laughs> hmm? I think the list for women, uh, especially as they age, get gets let, not that it isn't physical, gets less physical and gets more into a mental and um, uh, an emotional capacity. Because for a woman, you know, I think for women, I'm not saying that women are not physical and that they just gonna do whatever. I'm talking about, you know, on the most part, you know, women, um, a lot of things, especially as you get older, have to do with number one, financial capacity mm-hmm. and instability. The second thing from that really has to do with, um, you know, as women get older, just like men, they get more set in their ways mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 
And so do men. So I think a lot of times it's personality compatibility. You know, I the majority of women that um, I know tend to have some of the some of the biggest difficulties women have with men as they're older is like a gender role type thing. You know, where <laughs> maybe that man is feeling like, you know, you ought to be listening to me. Let me run you. Well, if I'm 35 years old and I just I got a 700 some credit score and I got two degrees and I built my life. Why would I listen to you just because of your gender? No, you got it. You, and why do you want to run me? Why can't you work with me in the type of person that I am? And so I see a lot of stuff. I see a lot of people also, too, which is why I think relationship skills are really crucial and critical to our children. Mm -hmm. I just see a lot of people that in general have very poor relationship management skills when it comes to the opposite sex, because both people sitting outside of marriages, both genders often have some say some of the craziest things and think some of the craziest things. And it's like that ain't how it is when people are. When real married folk that have healthy, yeah. healthy regular was that was that was that pre COVID or was that after post COVID? You know, oh no, it was, no, no, I, I no, seen no. the single thing I could man, I have seen my single friends. I do not envy them. She no. right about that. that no, no, that, no, no, I don't, I don't envy them at all. It's I, I've seen single, all the crazy. This, this single, this single man, life, with, man, man. I, I have a, I have a, a friend, and 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 um, y'all know him. But I'm. We're not going. No, no, gonna no, 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 no. We don't want to know. He's, like, he's he's perpetually single, and it's because, um, uh, I mean, and and he's and, and um and he's always. But he used to always complain about women not being this and not being out there, not doing this, not doing that, and 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 sometimes I'd be stupid because you know, really, in the end, people kind of already have a thing in their head about that what they want. They they they're complaining. We all do it. They're complaining. Yeah, yeah. But they don't want to make a change. They just want they just want to vent, and they just want to they just want to you know. And, and, and so I was like, "Say, man, well, you know, stay out the club for a while. Like, like you gonna like, like mm -hmm. don't don't go to the club. Maybe maybe just meet a girl at the grocery store. Yeah. Maybe just go to church. Just go to and then. But his 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 logic to me, which I was like, that's when I bowed out. I was like, oh, well, then I'll leave you to your own devices, then, sir. Is when he was like. Uh, you can meet a crazy girl at church too. I'm like, but your, but the percentages, like, <laughs> no, no, he right, he, he right. I'm all he right, yeah, he right. You can right. There's some, there's some crazy in the church. Yeah, there's, there's a lot crazy. of crazy in the church. Yeah, yeah, there's there's plenty of crazy. Yeah. In there's a lot of crazy there's in the church. For men and women, there's a lot of crazy people in the church. Yes, I've met a lot, but but there's but your percentages, your chances of meeting somebody trying to do right. There you go. Much better in church than it is in the club. But I couldn't, you know, I'm listening. I was sitting there, I was listening, and I was like, all right, well, I'm out. You know, like you can't, what can you say to somebody who doesn't even see the, the flaw in that? You know, I was like, okay, well, you go to the club where everything is actually set up for you to be deceived. The lights are low, they're giving you drinks all night. Like, yeah. there's nothing about the club that says, I'm going to meet my soulmate here. I mean, like, well, you know, if you go to church on first, you go to church. That. You go to church on first Sundays. You got communion, so there you go. You can get your, you can get your wine on right there, and you know the church is the church is uh, is a sanctuary for the spiritually sick. Okay, I always tell people that you know you going up in there meeting this woman up at the church. You going through some things. You ain't healed yet. She going through some things. She ain't healed yet. Okay, that that's that's the thing. So you got to be careful. With this matchmaking up in the church, because I mean, 
Yeah, and then you know the doctrine, the doctrine that we're teaching single women in the church as well. You know, I've talked, we talked about that before. The uh, the single women good girl, uh, the eternal good girl doctrine is also very damaging, uh, within the within the uh the church as well. I you know, I think even you know church aside, it's just it's it's a lot of different. I think that a lot of single people, unfortunately lack actual true relationship management skills you know it's a lot of things that a lot of expectations that they have and they don't even understand like you know like you have people that look at you know have you ever had somebody you know you guys both you guys have been married a while just like me got good relationships or at least good crazy you know what i mean there <laughs> like, you, go. you got a crowd functional crazy for you and people will look at you and go wow i wish if i just had if i just had a woman like you no because probably if you had a woman like me I'd be in the shelter or we'd be fighting because you may not be able to handle me it's a two party check mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or if yeah. I had a man like him well now he might be have catch case dealing with you mm-hmm. he may not be for you and it's all about what the people bring into the relationships with those individuals and some of it is just relationship management skills and it's not coincidental that the sometimes the same people who are having these relationship issues with this opposite sex? They have they they have these same issues that are in at their core the same way in other relationships, whether it's at work, whether it's in friendships, whether it's in business, or whether it's in their family. They have some of these same things that translate into problems and misunderstandings. That's true. And and because because it's a relationship management skill gap. And then I think when it comes to the opposite sex people are actually the most unrelenting compromises they'll make with their homeboys or their homegirls. They'll get in a relationship with the opposite sex and be like, I ain't going to do that. Well, yeah. you did it the other night with, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. You, boys do it, you and your girls yeah. do it. But now it's like you now, because the opposite sex is there, it's challenged something else in you, maybe from childhood, maybe from whatever, just maybe from watching stuff and you, you have a whole different way you approaching it. Watch this. Watch this. When you're not healed, you got these walls. Okay. From, from whatever your previous experiences, it may even be from your childhood, which is why, you know, people need to pay attention to, you know, when they meet someone and if they start speaking about their childhood and they upbringing and, you know, these are, these are key things to listen to. It doesn't mean, that this person is good or bad or doesn't meet your, you know, level of crazy as Adrian put it. What it means is you need to get the additional information because there are certain things like with me that my wife knows, uh, it's best not to push him there. It's best not to take him there because he's gone through this or he, he has this. Now he's gotten over it. He's healed, but I'm not about to go in there and just throw him back you know, back in, into in, the in, into the DeLorean, you know, and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and take them back in the in the future or in the past. So my thing is, is that that goes for men and women. And a lot of times if a man didn't, you know, I, I'll tell people all the time, a man didn't get nurtured from his mother. That's a serious thing. I don't care what people tell you. He might have been he might have you know, uh, developed into a man just fine or and not have any problems. I'm not saying he's going to 
be a you know a, a sociopath or a psychopath. I'm just saying, nurturing in men means a lot. It, it really, it really does. And and if he's get you know he's he didn't get it because Mama wanted him to be the man of the house right off the bat because you know Daddy wasn't around or she kept him from Daddy or Daddy just was playing off or whatever the case is. Uh, at that point, it's damaging. Now the same goes from little girls, daughters. If that daddy is not in that in that spot, if he's not uh, holding his 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 role in that household and with that daughter and being in her life and letting her know that she's important, that she's beautiful, she can do it, she's empowered, you know, being encouraged, she's not getting that. She'll go and seek that. Okay. There, yeah. There's voids. There's voids. So going back to the spiritually sick, I ain't trying to preach to nobody. But when you meet folks up in church, you got to be careful with what you're doing. So I'm kind of like with with homeboy, uh, uh, Mr. X, whatever, whoever uh, Adrian was talking about, you know, and, you know, I mean, if I go to a club, I can get the same thing in the club. I can in church. I really can. Because it just depends on who you bumped into and at that time and what they going through. Yeah. Bishop- we talking about math, Bishop. We talking about math. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I don't do I don't do that new math, really Adrian. Point. Um, something I've been writing on, you know, this uh this last week or so. Um, you know, because I'm very, I, I I've been unpacking like what I call like you know this freedom. You know, I'm 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 free as a woman, and you know, um, and I'm trying to raise free children. You know, but. Anyway, one of the things I've been unpacking is like, you know, the difference between me and a lot of women that I know and how I have this freedom really comes from all of the male protection that I had in my life. And I think it's very important that people's daughters are, you know, surrounded with that. So I grew up with, you know, both of my fathers who, you know, my biological father and my stepfather who raised me, my grandparents, everybody was like, I was number 13, you know, and the first girl in on one of my grandparents on my maternal grandparents side and I grew up I, my brother was I have older brother who was just you know really really protective older cousins who were really protective and who pretty much you know was kind of like nobody placated me into a place everybody encouraged me to speak all the time and in fact I used to go used to ball a lot and I played with my cousins all the time and I talk trash, and at the most part, it was like, you better not even think you finna try to talk no trash to her. You know, it's like, you, <laughs> you know, you gonna let her talk her trash, and you gonna, you ain't finna, you know, I, you're not finna say a word to her. So I didn't grow up being muzzled or muted by men, and none of the women in my family were. And, you know, my fathers were all, you know, pro Nikki. They put, you know, it was like, whatever she had to say, shh, be quiet. She talking. You know, I'm seven, you know, and so I grew up with that type of uh, love and protection in that type of environment. And so then when it did come, you know, as I got older, you know, high school and college, you know, that was it became who I was. So it was, you know, people who had an opposite type of thing or who felt somebody needed to have a place that was foreign to me and not comfortable. And then I experienced that same type of love and cheerleading with my husband, who was like, you know, talk your stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And when whenever I started, you know, preaching and we had a spiritual father, 
and I wanted to tie them to my spiritual father because that's what everybody did. You a man and woman to God, you find you somebody you should be tithing to. And my husband was like, bump that, you getting my tithe. Hmm? You, you know, it was so that type of cheerleading um, and that type of don't ever be afraid to speak to anybody. Even when I, even when I think the church tried to put me in a box, my husband was like, hell no. You know, you, you talk, you do, you say what you need to say. I believe mm-hmm. in you. And so that has, cre- you know, I don't have a fear or this idea of placement and submission and subjugation as a woman in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I feel that everything about me is valuable and valued. And I just, and honestly, um, I see gender, but don't consider it whenever I have to say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I know, you know, especially in writing that comes across a certain way. People tend to really, they assume a lot of things, but I'm really just free. And so, um, you know, I think it's very important when, if if women have not been raised that way, that also impacts the type of choices oh, they make. Yes. Um, oh, yes. It, it impacts just... what they tolerate. You know, it, it, it just mm-hmm. impacts it all. Mm-hmm. And and just speaking of placement, like one hundred ninety nine thousand dollars will get you three bedrooms, two baths, <laughs> and two thousand three hundred seventy five square feet in Merida, Mexico. It's beautiful. All right, but yeah, uh, I think I'm glad to know that that some people did have males that actually encouraged, because uh, I think lately I've been hearing a lot about these relationships with fathers, and it always makes me since I have two daughters, mm-hmm. one son. And, it, and, and it, I've always felt like it's this weird line I'm always trying to straddle and give them all what they need at the same time. And I always worry if I'm, I'm doing that. I think my, my daughters are confident. I think my son is confident. Um, but at the same time, I never want my daughters to feel like I'm giving my son more rope, more leeway than I'm giving them. Um, because I think that's what dads can do sometimes. Like we'll look at our daughters and be like, "Oh, but that's my my daughter," mm-hmm. you know. And 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 you want, in a way, you kind of want them to be a little tough, you know, just because you you know men, and and so, but you also, but you also feel like you you always want to step in and protect them, especially you know my youngest is a girl, so it's always like. And the youngest is always going to get that kind of like, oh, but <laughs> I got, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That youngest would always run game on you, man. I'm going to tell always. you that right now. You, you get, you go get ready. I got two. <laughs> I got, a, I got a set, and they run game all day on me. Twins, that's what's that's the problem with you. You got twins. You so. wrap, they wrap, I, you wrapped around their finger. Man, man, I listen. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and they and they and they play me too, but I didn't call on. Well, I didn't call know, on. But Bishop, that's a great skill for them to have. That's a really great skill for them to have, but and and a great thing to be accustomed <laughs> to that they are accustomed to. You know, this there is a they know that a man that loves me, I can, you know, melt him and get what I want. You know, and and whether you believe it or not, now their character will determine whether or not they use that. But the whole thing is you want them to know what that is because their character will determine how they use that and whether they misuse it or abuse it. And likely they won't, 
if they know what it feels like. They won't. They'll just know what they want. And, and tell the truth. You want them to marry somebody that does that. So you want that. You want everybody wants their daughters. A lot of people that tote, you know, what they want women to be. They don't want that for their daughters. You know, they want their daughters to be a man's princess and a queen and be treated a certain way and be loved a certain way. So, you know. Q Adrian, what can we get in Thailand? What can we oh man, I was still in Mexico. I was like, <laughs> really? I really, you know, I'm kind of like liking this sun and kind of this villa feel. Okay. Um really, I'm really feeling villas right now. <laughs> I mean, if 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 you wanted to peak in Thailand, however, there is this nice little condo for one hundred and one thousand seventy two dollars. <laughs> One thousand one hundred. Yeah, yeah. One thousand one hundred. I mean, one hundred thousand, one hundred one thousand and seventy-two. Excuse me. And, and it's, but it's a one bed, one bath. But it's kind of like it just depends. Depends on what well, floats your boat. boat. If it's just you and the hubs, if it's just you and hubs, this is enough. Yeah. The world is enough. You know, it's in the Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai district. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick that out. Like. uh so, you know, and, and Thai food is delicious. Y'all just remember that. That's all you really need to know. Um, I, I do believe they have tigers, Bishop, if you were wondering. I think I could sell Thailand real, real estate. I think that, Bishop, are you there? It got pretty quiet. I think Bishop, Bishop. His, hi, Bishop. his audio or something might be messed up. Something dropped. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening. He's trying to wait and see if I mention like tigers or snakes or something. No, like I'm that. just saying y'all y'all sit over here talking about all this. Y'all need to stop this because I mean y'all looking at these pictures, and then you get over there and be looking like coming to America. <laughs> you know, hey man. Where, <laughs> oh, I see y'all fell off a different boat. Well, come on in. No, no. You know where, where Hakeem and, and Simi were from was beautiful. Yeah, but when here. they got over when they got over to Queens, it wasn't. Nah, it was yeah, Queens was where they ran in America. So Thailand has elephants, bishop, tigers. Oh my God! Leopards, oh, very happy to be here. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of the Strange Fruits Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or criticism, please be sure to check out our Facebook page and sound off. See you next week.